G'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talks ZB in a silly package. I am Glenn ZB. We'll mark the week, Friday, that's what we do. We'll find out how Greg's cutting it at the moment. But first up, isn't it great that we're so united against Russia? In the midst of war, what an uplifting week it has been, eh? In terms of the planet and a world that, despite all its many worries, can still largely unite and offer hope. Never in my lifetime have I seen such a coordinated effective and immediate response to a crisis. Normally when war breaks out, the world divides, the sanctions are piecemeal, the hot air is voluminous, but not this time. You can't buy an Apple product in Russia anymore. H&M are closed, Maersk aren't delivering, Boeing's out, oil and gas is gone, Volvo's closed. There are, there are but a handful, a handful of the myriad of commercial operators who've cut ties. Germany has basically torn up every post-war rule they had. They're funding third-party countries with weapons. They've boosted defence spending beyond 2% of GDP. Nord Stream 2, gone. They've agreed on the swift move. The European Union acted as a 27-country collective. There's been quite a bit of commentary around that Britain, newly freed from Europe, has been able to spearhead a response previously unthinkable. America, even though war-weary and off the back of that astonishingly bad Afghan withdrawal, has managed to look like they're doing pretty much all they can short of actually shooting Russians. Even China has not turned out to be anywhere near as problematic as many predicted. When the Security Council, hampered by their weird rules, manages a vote in which only five countries are against a resolution, and those countries are one, the aggressor, two, the aggressor's nutty neighbour, three, Eritrea, four, Syria, and five, North Korea, you know the world's about as unified as we've seen in many a year. Uplifting as well, Zelensky, surely the Nobel Prize winner, if he survives this. And the Ukrainian people themselves, I mean, who honestly would stay and get a gun and build a Molotov cocktail here. No one. It's a different culture, obviously. It's a different background and outlook, but it's impossible not to be impressed by the level of resistance this week in a war that's, let, let's be honest, many said would be over by this past Monday. Ultimately, Russia may still roll through Ukraine, but this week has been the window of hope and opportunity, the mad race to get guns in Ukrainian hands and the mad race to cripple the Russian economy with sanctions. This country should have, could have done more. Two million for aid. As Mark Mitchell said on Wednesday, the mongrel mob got more. And God forbid we should be like Australia and fund weaponry. Why help a country when you can give them blankets when they're displaced, eh? But most of all, the world got it and did something good about it, thus proving that in the right time and for the right reasons, we are still on each other's side. Yeah, so um, ganging up on Russia might actually work, which is kind of cool. Um, but... Ganging up on Putin and taking him to the um, the International Crime Court, whatever it's called, the ICC, history would prove that that doesn't really work. The IWC, eh? the International Criminal Court. So this is what they traditionally do globally. They're going to go, we're going to put these bad guys in front of the ICC. Look it up. It's a fascinating thing. So it was set up in, uh, I think, from memory, 2002. So it's been going for 20 years. And in those 20 years, they've indicted 45 people. So a couple of people a year. And when you indict people, it doesn't mean anything actually happens. The proceedings against 19 are ongoing. 12 are at large as fugitives. So 12 of them aren't even there. Two are in the pre-trial phase. Four are actually on trial, so you're not really dealing with that many people, and one's appealing the sentence. Uh, the proceedings against 26 have been completed. Two are serving their sentences. Six have finished their sentences. Four were actually acquitted. Seven have had the charges against them dismissed. Three have had the charges against them withdrawn, so that's um, 
four, seven and three. That's 14 of them never went anywhere and four died before they ever got to trial. So really, as far as sanctions go, not the most effective thing you could be doing. And then we got to finish the week with a really good piece of news. Um, I know that was a real short piece in between two other pieces, but you know, that's all I had to say. I mean, Mike said this. Uh, very, very good news coming out of these uh, talks, which I said started these uh, second round of peace talks, so-called peace talks that fell apart round one the other day. The minimum that the Ukrainians wanted uh, was safe corridors, and they've got it. So it's been agreed, this is just breaking, it's agreed with Russia to create safe corridors backed by ceasefires to evacuate civilians and deliver aid. Uh, many people would have argued that that was never going to happen. So that, I think you can quite comfortably put in the category of breakthrough, and a good one too. So yeah, let's hope that is indeed the case. Um, and we'll move on. Uh, we've got to mark the week because it's Friday and that is what we do on Fridays. Time now to mark the week. little piece of news and current events that's more popular than the reprise of Ashley at one o'clock. Uh, the global reaction to Ukraine, eight. We'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. In a fractured, disparate world, this has been a week of real revelation, don't you think? Real revelation, camaraderie, surprise, relief and hope. President Zelensky, nine. Life will win over death and light will win over darkness. If he makes it, the Nobel Peace Prize winner, surely. Uh, the protest in Wellington, too, achieved nothing. Mandates are still here, ended abysmally and ultimately um, one next to no friends. Uh, the government's handling of it, three. No, I doubt by talking much would have been resolved either, but leadership is about testing the possibilities, and there, as usual, was no leadership. Uh, the police and their handling. Four. <coughs> I feel increasingly sorry for the good men and women who protect us, for they are being badly let down by a commissioner who thinks policing and acquiescing are the same thing. The dairy industry, nine. I mean, it's almost absurd. This week's dairy auction has more billions piling into the economy. They are a lifeline. A PCR testing, too. I mean, Ashley and his mates at the ministry have a lot to answer for, and that was before this week's mayor culpa and apology. The housing market, seven. Still pumping. Not as hot as it was, obviously, but it's the little market that could. Uh, the triple CFA, two. More proof this week. It's the mess they said it would be. Lending to those who would normally get money isn't happening. It's down. And that's money not in the economy and lives on hold for no good reason. Sleepyhead, nine. At last, the green light for Waikato. Those who oppose and waste time and energy and resource should hang their heads in shame. This country needs more ideas and progress like it. Uh, the police and defence high court vaccine mandate we've been talking about, eight. Does the government have a legal lid to stand on? There's a question. Katie's Facebook scam, one. Facebook really are bastards, essentially. They refuse to accept this week, despite the fact we've told them, that we aren't giving away money. There are no winners. This is a scam. Where are the rules and regulations that hold the cowboys to account? And why would you use or advertise on such a shabby platform? Sweden, seven. The commission reviewed their COVID stance. Turns out, overall... They took the right path. And that's the week. Copies on the website. And this, by the way, good news. This week, if you get a copy of this, rip it in two, lick it on both sides, it should tell you whether you're positive or not. Oh, my God. I've done so many rat tests now. I am so proficient at rat tests. I could just about do them in my sleep. In fact, I almost forgot to do it uh, last night, and that was annoying because it takes 15 minutes, and we wanted to go and you know go take the dog for a walk. We had to wait for 15 minutes. The dog's going... How's going on? Why are we all? You said I was going for a walk. Now we're sitting here for fifteen minutes. What's happening? Yeah, very hard to explain that kind of thing to a to a dog.
Hey, um, have, have, we haven't heard from uh, Greg the hairdresser for a while, so let's fix that right now. Uh, we've been in a bubble. We're in a bubble on this program. We've done pretty well this week, actually. You haven't penetrated the bubble so far. I was talking to Greg the hairdresser yesterday. I was at his place. Very excited to be back at his place uh, because there was a because he's downtown, apart from anything, and downtowns all over the country are struggling a bit at the moment. I'm very happy to report a couple of things, actually. One, his, his business is doing well. Well, he's a, he's a destination haircut. Though, That's exactly he? what I said. I said, God, you 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 should feed me more lines like that. I said, Greg, you're a destination. I mean, I'm you're not. I'm I'm not wandering past you in a cafe, but I got there five minutes early, not to the thing because I didn't want to go five minutes. And you make your wait outside in the car? No, 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 because I, I might get I, I might get the Rona if I'm in the in the waiting area. So anyway, I went to a shop and did some shopping, and I went into a shop, and I won't tell you what the shop is because it doesn't really matter. But I went in and the shop... It wasn't a vape shop, was it? No, it wasn't. Because <laughs> uh, they smashed through a wall. They'd gone and smashed through a wall. I said, this shop's bigger than when I was here last time. They said, yeah, well, the next door shop fell over and they moved downtown. Uh, so we sort of took the opportunity and he expanded it. So he smacked through the wall. He's expanded his shop. He's got a bigger shop. I said, congratulations. We need more people like you. Anyway, back to the hairdresser. He's still doing well. Greg's doing well. So the business is not down. So that's encouraging. He's got 12 people. He's got five off. One they think, think might have the Rona, four definitely don't. And so that's what's crippling New Zealand business. Four people sitting at home, going nowhere, doing nothing, and one might be off. As for this show, we've made it through the week. No one's penetrated our bubble thus far. And that's how Greg cuts it. I can't help thinking that Greg would do better out of these segments if Mike actually told people like exactly who he was and where he was. But anyway... Uh, he's probably doing okay by the sounds of things. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the rewrap, and uh, we'll be back with more. Who knows? Maybe Mike will go back to the hairdresser again this weekend. I don't think he goes that often, but you know, there'll be something to listen to on Monday. See you then.